Hey, I'm Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor and owner of Pittsburgh Therapy. I'm on a mission to strip away the stigmas surrounding therapy and mental health and talk about how we can use the culture of self-improvement for our benefit rather than our demise. I used to think I was doing life all wrong, from getting fired from a dream job to advising clients on relationships while I myself was trying to sort through that dumpster fire. But then I realized my imperfections are what made me a good therapist. So join me on a journey not to be perfect, but to be well, okay-ish. Welcome. Your session has now started. Hello. Welcome to OK-ish. We are back this week with Emily and Stephanie from the podcast Cycle Chats. We talked last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and have a listen. Last week, we talked all things about women and feminism and what that means and education around feminism and mental health, what all of that is. And so this week we continued our conversations with social media and mental health, toxic positivity, and some fun couch confessionals. I'm so excited for you to have a listen. I like to bring up the male aspect from time to time because it is important for there are a few guys that listen to our podcast to know that feminism especially in my eyes feminism doesn't mean all men are bad mm-hmm. um, it means that you know we're trying to find equal footing on being human beings so it's not even like equal everything 50 50 split down the middle because there's you know like you want to open the door for me i love that and there's still some chivalrous things that i like as a woman um, but I'm like being able to communicate in a tough situation if you're in a relationship, um, being able to, you know, notice when your partner needs you to, to, to step in and rally for you and uh, equal pay and just it's, I think the heavier things, it, it's just important to me because I've seen men in my life have to repress how they feel to carry the weight of the world on their shoulders to take care of their families. And then women are expected X, Y, and Z. And so now you've got these two, it's the old paradigm. I like to call it, you have these two paradigms that need to die out so that instead of being each individual being over here, we're finding middle ground to be able to face each other and communicate and debate and have healthy relationships with one another. So feminism to me is just being able to have a healthy environment where everyone coexists mm-hmm. without the specific like men do this and women do this and you know that we can kind of mix and match and how Emily and I are where she'll pick up the slack in certain areas or I'll pick up the slack in certain areas that's what feminism is is just helping each other at those missing pieces so to speak and being able to teach one another and and level each other up if that makes yeah. sense yeah. And also just learning about like men and women biologically are so different and we are not taught ourselves as women, right? Like four phases of your menstrual cycle. That was something I didn't learn until we literally started the podcast and it blew my mind. <laughs> I mean, I've had my period since I was 11. That's 18 years without knowing that. That's crazy. But like, why are we not being educated Absolutely. Based on one another, right? 
just like the way my brain works and the way my cycle works and the Mm -hmm. way that my cycle therefore makes me feel so that my partner and my husband or my parents or my brothers can therefore say, okay, I understand and not shame the woman for having a menstrual cycle, but like just start understanding biologically what's happening. Cause like Steph said, we do have a few male listeners. I can name them on my fingers, my brother, Zachary and my daddy, Steven, and they're amazing. But my brother has two young girls, eight and 10 years old. He now, because he's listened to all of our episodes is so much more informed on his wife, on his kids, I mean, he's going to have so much knowledge to be able to pass on to his daughters and not make them feel shamed. That's what we need to be doing. Feminism, Mm -hmm. right? Like Stephanie said, it doesn't have a definition and it's not men are bad and women are the eternal rulers. It's just, I think, figuring out how one another is so different. It also very similar and how biologically like we work because we are, we're just so different biologically. And I think it's so interesting to learn what's going on inside of this body, my body. I'm curious to know what's going on inside theirs. Like, yeah. what, is, what is that like? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a man. So, so it's so funny because men and women are very biologically different, but our brains are actually very, very similar. So like that whole, you know, men don't want to talk about feelings and women are good at it. Like that's something that's been completely socialized in us because our brains are so similar. But I love that you said that your brother is uh, listening to your podcast. My brother has a young daughter and I was with my brother and his wife recently. And I was talking about this book I just read and, and my brother's wife had just read another good books. We were kind of talking about books. And I looked at my brother and I said, are you reading anything good lately? And he said, yeah. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, I want to be prepared for like when my daughter gets older and like know what she's going through. And I'm like, that is so amazing. (laughs) That's that's what feminism is though, right? It's just learning about the other person. So absolutely. And I, one of the classes I teach right now is human sexuality. And so we just did an activity, which I think just should be done all the time about the things. And, and, and this can, this can go towards men too, because men are taught different things as well, but the things that women are taught that men aren't right. You know how to hold your keys in a certain way in your hand. You know how to pretend to be on the phone. If someone's following you park near a light, like all of these things, right. That women are taught that men just like, aren't ever taught those things. And I quite frankly think we should be teaching everyone those things because men can be victims of abuse as well, you know, and it shouldn't be. So it it is interesting. One thing I will say though, is just like a few statistics, like men struggle with mental health. There should be, you know, mental health resources available for men. Um, It's important to know that mental illness, like among women is on the rise. Women are twice as likely to be diagnosed with anxiety and or depression than men. Um, 53% of women who have a mental health diagnosis have also experienced abuse. So I think that's another thing that we're not talking about enough in the mental health world. We talk a lot about trauma-informed care, which means that, you know, every care we're providing, we're keeping, we're, we're keeping in mind of any trauma or any abuse. But I think that's another link that can be, you know, we need to talk about more. And then also 25% of young women, and when I say young women, I mean under 26, have self-harmed, which is more than twice the rate of young men. 
So it's interesting. And, and I don't think there's necessarily one answer as to why this is happening, why it's more prevalent with women. I, I can tell you one, one of my theories. Well, what's one of your theories? It's this thing right here. I'm holding a cell phone. Well, mm. all of you have Instagram, all of you have Facebook and Twitter, whatever stupid social media platforms there are out there right now. Right. And I know you did a huge thing, which is what made me love you, your social <laughs> media episode. Right. I mean, come on. My mom mm-hmm. sent me an article a while ago. I'm not going to say the stats because I'm not exactly sure what they are, but it was talking about how social media is impacting the next generation of women. And I think it was like something about like 6% of women under the age of 13 have thought about committing suicide because mm-hmm. of social media, which is yeah. therefore why I absolutely hate it so much because the comparison game is so strong for women. How many times do you scroll and you see a beautiful picture of a woman with her breasts out? Well, yeah, it's all over the place because hello, they've put a thousand filters on it and their house looks perfect. And they're, you know, the shoes are not out of place and not a hair and perfect makeup. So, so with that being said, I, I also have one more question. Stephanie, Stephanie mentioned it earlier, but with, you know, this whole kind of culture of toxic positivity too, mm-hmm. I see it a lot in women and Sometimes I worry about like the support that women are giving each other mm-hmm. and that it's either, you know, we're in competition and we're going to be fighting each other or it's like, you go girl, you got this. And to me, that feels more like toxic positivity, not true. So like, how can we as women support each other in like a true authentic way? Like not in a jealous competing way, but also not in this like toxic positivity, like, oh, women are my sisters and everyone, I love everyone. Like, how do we do that? You know what? I think a good way of doing that is just trying to understand where the other one is coming from. Um, Emily and I talk about this a lot, and especially in regards to makeup. I know for me, I love wearing makeup. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I do. But uh, Emily had brought up a point. She's like, well, you know, to me, that, that signals insecurity when someone's wearing too much makeup. I said, well, I wear a lot of makeup. She was right, but, it, you know, it fits you. And I said, what do you mean by that? And we had a whole discussion about it. And it was really good because I was able to see kind of from her perspective. And we we took it all the way back to when we were younger. And she's like, the girls who bullied me were the ones that were like overly done up and overly perfect and overly, you know, the popular kids, right? And I never had that experience. I used makeup as a way to make myself feel better, as a way to escape, turn into the character I always thought in my mind. and. I think a good way of being able to bridge that gap is to be able to have discussions with one another, hard discussions to say, why do you do this? Instead of just assuming the girl with her whole ass and, you know, berries out on the internet to make a snap judgment to say like, oh, she just, she must be insecure and just wants attention and she does, or she's a bitch and she thinks that she's amazing is to stop and think where is this coming from? You know, where is she? What was her past? What was her, what led her to this point? So it's learning to just kind of look at things maybe a little bit more objectively instead of subjectively. I know for me personally, I try to avoid liking photos that I don't align with, I guess. I mean, I don't want to be like self-helpy about it, but if I look at an image and I think to myself, I'm feeling badly about myself because of this image, I will either unfollow or I'll just scroll past. 
So the more I, because because if I've learned anything about the algorithm, the more you interact with certain mm-hmm. things, the more it will show up. So for me, I try to interact with educational content and things that align with my values. And then from time to time, a really pretty picture, someone who's, you know, aesthetically pleasing, more of an art style. Um, but for me personally, it's taking the time to take myself out of the equation when I see the pictures, because I can have 15 million different opinions, but that's all they are. They're not the truth. And I won't ever know the truth because I'm not that person. So being able to have conversations with one another um, and also being able to realize that behind the filters, there's a real person. Sometimes they're just doing their job and you don't have to sit and spend any length of time on it if it's making you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. You can scroll past it or you can be inquisitive and ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? So hopefully that answered your question. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Were you going to say something, Emily, or was I? Uh, so for me, I think the the biggest thing to how to like support one another, right, is that we we need to stop the competition and start the collaboration. The competition is all in our brains, ladies. Society has put it on us. Nobody's in comp- competition with one another. <laughs> you are the only you ever, which is something that is super important and something I tell my students, Mm -hmm. there will never be another you. You are an individual, unique person. And that in itself is amazing. So nobody can be you. So already you're winning. Uh, I think a huge part of doing that is like Steph said, having conversations, but also like supporting the women that are looking to change the narrative, that are looking to push forward this new narrative of stopping the competition and starting the collaboration, women who want to make a better future for women, that's what we should be talking about instead of Kim Kardashian got butt implants. I don't know. I don't watch anything, so I don't know. But like, that doesn't matter. And if we continue to perpetuate that narrative, that's all women are going to be known for. That's all we're going to get. Yeah, it is going to be Kim Kardashian. And that's (laughs) being able to hold each other accountable, too, I think is a really good way is to say, like, I know Emily and I do it a lot. Like, I'll say something and she'll go, you know, is that really is that really how you feel? And like, we'll kind of call each other out, but in a really respectful way to say, hey, like, that's not right. Like, let's say, you know, on TikTok, sometimes you'll see, like, I could take your man if I want to. And, oh. you know, people will be like, dude, why would Stop you it. do that? Why you know what I mean? Like, I, they'll kind of call him out on it and be like, hey, like, you should rethink kind of where this is coming from. So instead of bashing the girl, people will be like, you know, think about how that how that looks, you know, and I think that's important is to give food for thought and to be able to hold one another accountable on our actions. Well, and be able to be open to that food for thought, you know? Yeah. Not everybody is going to be, sometimes they're going to be like, you're just jealous. Like Taylor's all this time. How many times I heard like, she's just jealous. Maybe she's not, maybe she just does not like me for whatever reason. She's entitled to her opinion. But as I've gotten older, I realize that I don't have to engage with those people. If I do not want to, I can just go mm-hmm, and step away. You know, it's, I'm not like entitled to like have a fight and, you know, scream for justice at every turn of a corner. Sometimes I can go, "Eh, this one's not worth it to me right now. And I'm to protect my peace and sanctity. I'm going to step away and politely agree to disagree, you know? 
Oh, I love that. I love that. To kind of end up this very, very important, important conversation, I sometimes like to do a little couch confessional segments where you two confess something about ideally a a story when you were just okay-ish, like truly just okay-ish. And maybe you were a just okay-ish woman. Um, Maybe it's about being a just okay-ish woman or whatever it is, any type of couch confessional. And if you can't think of one, I can, I can always share one too, because I have lots of, lots of confessionals about being only okay-ish and being, you know, not a good quote unquote woman or uh, not ladylike or whatever it may be. Oh, my dad already told me I'm, I'm not ladylike because I curse all the time. He was like, nobody's going to love you with that mouth. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Well, I love cursing. I mean, fuck is my favorite word. My students love when I curse. Oh my God. They think it's the funniest thing. I'm like, fuck. They're like, (laughs) they think it's so funny. I mean, I still see that that one stat that says that people who say fuck are smarter. Like, isn't there like some statistic about that? What? I've heard that. Wear that like a batch of honor. They're more emotionally intelligent. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's my, it, it is my favorite word. It's so a good descriptive I, word. I like to talk word. about poop a lot. I like to talk oh, about poop. Great. So my so, okay moment. Yeah. Stephanie is ready for it. it. Ready? I, this one place I worked at, I just was so exhausted. I was on the verge of burnout. I could feel it. I was about to get my period. So I had horrible brain fog and I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I go into the bathroom. I'm unbuttoning my pants and doing what I have to do. And I sit down and I start to pee and the toilet seat was closed and I immediately stopped. And I was like, wow, if this day could not have already taken another shit, like, and thank God I didn't have to take a shit. Cause I was like, Oh my God. So in that moment, I just thought to myself, how embarrassing and how like unladylike. And I was just like criticizing myself as a woman. And I went, I'm just going to clean this up. I'm going to open up the toilet seat and I'm actually going to go to the bathroom. I texted my partner. I said, I'm so tired that I just peed on the top of the toilet seat with the lid closed. And he goes, oh, sweetheart, you need to rest when you get home. And it was a moment where I was like, I'm not even being judged about this. (laughs) So I felt it was just an okay-ish day. It was an okay-ish moment. I was like, "I'm, I'm okay, kind of. So when I got home, I just was like, I'm done with the day. Like I I, I peed on the toilet lid. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> done. I think that's ladylike. I think that is plenty ladylike to pee you on know, the toilet lid. <laughs> I just was done. I was done for the day, and I was like, "This, this is the icing. This is the piss on top of the toilet seat for me." You know, so I was like, "Done." Oh I I had I had a scenario where I I I went to the bathroom in the woods um, because <laughs> it was going to be a. I went, I went number two in the woods. It was a situation. I've heard it's very freeing. I've been there. I've done it. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things where I was like, I am like, this is a situation. So I went to the bathroom in the woods and then I got a few days later, um, my butt started to like itch and feel weird. And I had nasty poison ivy all over my butt and ankles. And it's funny in talking about like being a woman and like expectations when this happened, I obviously like went back into work and I was like, oh my gosh, everybody listen to what happened. How funny it is. I poison ivy on my butt from like pooping in the woods. And everyone was like, oh, Marilyn, like, haha, like, that's so funny. But like, this is why you don't have a boyfriend. And I'm like, well, good. I don't want a boyfriend who wouldn't think the story is hilarious <laughs> because it's hilarious. 
<laughs> I don't understand why butts aren't universal. I love butts. But, I love, I, I mean, but like everybody poops, you know, and then some yeah. people really don't like that. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what you want from me. It's a biological process. Everybody shares it. Everybody. I've only been told my partner recently, him and I were, he's like, look, I don't care if you burp or fart or whatever, just don't fart in the kitchen while we're eating. And I was like, that is fair. I can, and we got into it about it. (laughs) And I was trying to text him because I wanted to like apologize because we just got into an argument about it. And I was bearing down on the fact that I could fart wherever I wanted to and no one's going to tell me, but I understood where he was coming from. Right. I get it. You're eating food. Like not everybody can sit there and watch surgery videos or like pimple popping videos while they eat. I am a freak. I don't know. It just is something I'm able to do. My stomach doesn't queeze. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So, so I'm texting him and I'm like, how do I say this? Like promise I won't fart in the kitchen while you're eating. So you don't get fart particles everywhere. And we just had to laugh. And I was like, he's like, I don't care. Like fart away, fart your heart out until the cows come farting with you. He's like, just not in the kitchen while we're eating food. (laughs) And I said, that is fair. So now it's a running joke because the two of us, I mean, I think sometimes we try to outfart each other, quite frankly. And if you don't have that type of relationship, I feel sorry for you because it's hysterical. <laughs> farts are funny. I was raised on my whole mom's side of the family. Farts are like, it's just the most baseline sense of humor. And we are all about it. Oh my gosh. I'm tr- so this is, Emily, I want to hear your your confessional in a minute, but I another thing with like the difference between like boys and girls, right? So I have two nephews who are nine and 11. And so they're two boy nephews who are nine and 11. So they're obviously obsessed with the word balls right now. And so any, anytime anyone, and then I have a niece who's like two. So she says the word ball a lot to like play with like an actual ball, not testicles. And so like, they just like love, they just like crack up with the word balls. And so I'm trying to convince my nephews that I'm cool. And like, you know, they don't think I'm cool. They think I'm embarrassing, uh, which is fair. But I'm sorry, so I'm trying to convince them that I'm cool. And um, they're talking about how the word balls is funny. And then my one nephew tells a story where he did something really brave. And so I say to him, I go, hey, Dylan, I go, you know what? You know what that was that you just did? And he goes, what? And I go, that was really ballsy. And he was like, Aunt Mary Ellen, that's not a word. And I was like, oh, yes, it is. And he was like, I was like, go, go tell your friends at school that I, that that I said you were ballsy and like, see what they say. And he comes back to me and he's like, you know, you don't have balls. So how would you like, like, why do you think balls are funny? And I was like, I'm still a human. (laughs) Like, and it was like this hysterical. It was like this interesting learning experience where he was like, only boys can think this, right? And it was like, no, girls can also think this. Like, girls can also like it was you just, just blew his mind. Right? He was like, What? All right, Emily, what's your couch confessional? Oh man. All right. Well, you were guys were talking about bathroom stories. So I just started thinking about all of my bathroom stories that I've had accumulate over the years. So I'll do two of them because mine aren't really as funny as yours. But A, I will say that the amount of times that I've fallen into a toilet is astronomical because I have two older brothers who would never put the seat down. So when I would have to go to the bathroom, I would rarely look down and well, my cute little butt fell in that gross water. I don't know how many times, 50, if not hundreds. I mean, it was really, and sometimes my husband does it. He did it to me the other day and I fell into the toilet. So 
you know what, that it just happens. It is what it is. Um, and then my other toilet story is something kind of cute, actually. I don't know if these are confessionals. I don't think I've ever told this story, though. That's uh, a so, yeah. So one time my husband and I were first living together in our old apartment and we had roommates. And we were taking a shower together. I know we shower together. Some people are blasphemy. It's blasphemy, but we love to shower together. So we were showering together and we were still in the bathroom after. And I think I was washing my face or something, but he was on the toilet completely naked. This is more embarrassing for him than it is for me. So I apologize. (laughs) Uh, But he was completely naked on the toilet and he's pooping. And I was like, you know what? Now's the time. I'm going to tell him I love him. And I told him I loved him when he was shitting on the toilet. And then we hugged while we were both naked over a toilet while he was pooping. That's my story. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh my gosh, you guys are still together. You're married. You're still together. Oh yeah. And we poop in front of one another all the time. Pee, whatever it is. What vulnerability that is. I mean, it is what it is. He had uh, colitis at one point in our relationship. So, you know, you just have to, you really, you love your partner when you see things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So obviously everyone who's listening, go listen to cycle chats all about destigmatizing what it means to be a woman. Where can people find you if they want more information or. Yeah. So we have a website, www.cyclechats.com. We also have a blog on that website where you can get to know a little bit about who we are and some of our more personal stories. And if you sign up for our newsletter, you can find out anything new that we have coming up and we have a lot of new projects coming up that are going to be very exciting and very interactive. And you can also find us over at Instagram, which is where we are the most active. And that is at cycle chats, all lowercase, no space. Please send us a DM. We actually love talking to people and you would be surprised. We don't get as many as we would like, but we love interacting with people and just, just having a conversation and being able to find that collaboration. I love it. I love DMs too. I'm like, find me. Like, tell me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for talking today. Oh, Thank yeah. you. This was amazing. <laughs> Please follow me wherever you're listening to this podcast and on Instagram at okayish podcast. Also, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. The best way to get in contact with me is to go to okayishpodcast.com and submit a comment, question. You can do it anonymously too, which is so great. I will see you guys next Monday. I can't wait.